Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Got to get my reading glasses on. Hope you don't mind. Got them on. Okay. So I want to read out of uh, Ephesians, uh, the fourth chapter. And, um, and I love this. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation again. But Ephesians chapter four, starting with verse 17. And, um, you know, maybe it's a familiar scripture. Maybe it's not. It doesn't really matter. But it's just, um, an incredible scripture here. So I want to read this. He said, so with wisdom given me from the Lord, I say this. So Paul here is saying that he's got some wisdom from the Lord. And I want to say this. You should not live like unbelievers around you who walk in their empty delusions. Their corrupt logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. Their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. Because of spiritual apathy, they surrender their lives to lewdness, impurity, and sexual obsession. But this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded for you or within you. If you have really experienced the anointed one and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is, be, uh, is embodied in Jesus. And ha- he has taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man or the old man. In the Aramaic, it says ancient man, the old self-life, which was corrupted by sin and deceitful desires that spring up from delusions. Now it's time to be made new in every revelation that has been given to you it, and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ. I love this. The glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness, and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. Verse 25, chapter 4 of Ephesians. So discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known, I love it, you will be known as one who always speaks the truth, for we all belong to one another. Now, I want to go to uh, Romans, uh, the 12th chapter. Romans, the 12th chapter. Um, God is amazing. I'm just really blown away today. Hi, Maria. Hi, Tom. Hi, Joni. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Jim. Bill. Hilda. And brother, please forgive me. I don't know how to pronounce your name, and I don't want to make a mistake, so I apologize. But he says here, in uh, Romans chapter 12, I'm going to read the first couple of chapters. Uh, sorry, first couple of verses. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender your lives to God, um, to be, to surrender yourselves to God to be sacred, living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all the delights his, uh, all, all that delights his heart, for this becomes, uh, your genuine expression of worship. Wow. Stop imitating 
the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit uh, through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Now, a lot of times there's a battle right now over our minds. You know that. I know that. Um, there's a battle for our minds right now. You, you can see it on social media. You see it in uh, on TV and the news and, and uh, television programs, um, you know, even Netflix and all these things that you thought were safe. Um, you're starting to see that it's trying to control your mind. Okay. Now, I'm going to say some things that may be a little controversial today, but it's okay. I mean, you'll, you will, we'll get, we'll all get over it. Um, but today I want to tell you that you have to tell your mind what to think. You've got to train your mind to think properly. But be you, the Bible says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's a transformation that takes place as you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to tell your mind what to think. Your mind, I almost said it, but your mind doesn't have a mind of its own. It's responsible to respond to what you want to put in it, okay? If you want to put wickedness in it, if you want to put anger and hatred in your mind, you will be that. If you want to put bigotry in your mind, your mind will eat that up, and that's how you will think, okay? I never had a problem with racism for myself. I was never racist. I was never bigoted in any way at all because I, I just, I just trained my mind not to be. I mean, it's so silly that we would actually try to, um, make ourselves that way. All right. You weren't born that way. You had to learn that. And so you have to, you have to relearn by understanding that in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things are dead. Old things have passed away. New things, things that have never been created before have come. Okay. So what God is saying here is that you have to change the way that you think. Now, somebody asked me, how come you don't eat? How come you don't drink? How come you don't do drugs? Well, I do all the drinking I want to do. I drink all the alcohol I want to drink. I drink, I, I, I smoke all the pot I want to smoke. But see, Jesus changed my want to. And I don't do those things because I don't want to. It's not part of me. And I had to retrain my mind to think differently about those things. Those things hurt the body. And the Bible says that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. End of story. And if the Holy Spirit don't want it, I don't want it. So what comes into your mind is not necessarily... Um, it's not your mind's fault of what it comes in. It, 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 it's your fault. It, it's what goes into your mind. What you put in there is what, is what actually uh, takes root and starts to grow in there. And you have to be transformed. You have to take a train or transform your mind. How do you do that? By reading the word. You got to get into the Bible. If you don't like the Bible, too bad. Get into it and it will help you to change the way that you think. For years, for years, I never thought I could live up to God. I never thought that I could live up to what God had for me. For years, I believed that. 
because I fed that into my soul. And then as I read the Bible, as I, as I, as I started to read the Bible and, and understood that God thinks differently than I do. And I have to bring my mind to what God is thinking. You become what you think. Uh, I heard somebody say, and I don't remember who it was, but somebody used to say, what you think is what you say, and that's the world that you create. So you have to fix it up here. Be transformed by the, you were once this, but now you're not that way anymore. And it all came from spiritual apathy, spiritual laziness, because you just didn't want to change. Oh, that was really mean, Tom. You shouldn't say stuff like that. Hey, this is the truth, man. This is what the Bible says. And I'm not yelling at anybody. See, here's the thing. If you're feeling condemnation now, condemnation says, condemnation says, you're a liar. Uh, you lied. Therefore, you are a liar. Conviction says, you lied. And you're much better than that. That's not who you are. That's a good word right there. Um, we should get there. Okay. One time, and this is an illustration. One time I, um, I was living in Washington state at the time. We were living in Tacoma and, um, and we just bought a house. We just bought this house and my neighbor's dog, um, was a huge dog. I mean, it was a, it was a big dog. I don't know what kind it was, but it was big. It was, you know, it on all fours. It was up to my waist. I'm five foot 11. And, um, and it was, it's like, this dog was huge. Anyway, the dog used my yard as a toilet. You know, it just loved to do that. And I'm like, I'm tired of, of getting rid of this dog poop. I mean, it's the owner's fault. The owner needs to take care of that. So what I did was I bought a bunch of cayenne pepper from Costco. You know, they got those big things. I got a bunch of them. I got like two of them. And I sprinkled it on my property, starting with the outside and worked my way in until I ran out. And eventually I had enough. I filled up my whole yard. We had a very small yard, but a front yard. So it was like I was, I was able to do it. Well, it helped my yard out as well. But, um, so I had it there. And from that moment on, we never had a problem with that dog pooping in my yard. Never had a problem with it anymore because the dog changed the way it was thinking about my yard. It didn't think of my yard as a toilet bowl anymore. It saw my yard as spicy hot pepper. That was, um, that was ground up and it got into his nostrils. It was awesome. Anyway, that's what happened. So the same thing has to happen. You have to put the cayenne pepper around your yard of your mind so that the dogs of your neighborhood don't poop in your mind and making you think nasty thoughts or making you think the wrong things. You know, somebody was trying to tell me, God doesn't love me. I said, like, no, are you kidding me? That's not what the Bible teaches. Oh, maybe I committed the unforgivable sin. I said, are you breathing? They said, yeah. I said, you haven't committed the unforgivable sin yet. I don't even know what the unforgivable sin, except blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, but if, if you're still breathing and you're still feeling bad about that, Holy Spirit, that's Holy Spirit. You haven't, you haven't grieved him enough. And he's always with you and he's bringing, trying to bring you closer, closer. The Bible says, Joshua 1.8, he says, um, 
Meditate in my word day and night. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. Meditate in his word. Benny Hinn uh, yesterday uh, on his program was talking about, you know, you, you can read the Bible through four times every year if you read each thought as opposed to chapters. So like, you know, chapter 1 through 11 is God in, the, in creation. And chapter 12 through would be Abraham, you know, and, and then it goes on and on. And I think it starts with chapter 35 is when Joseph comes in. Um, or 37 is when Joseph comes in. And, you know, so you can read the Bible in thought. It says that you can read the Bible through, you know, four times a year that way. I read four chapters a day in my, in my reading, in my, in my uh, meditation. I'm probably good for, um, you know, I'm probably good for maybe a, a couple verses. Um, but you have to know you can read, if you took four chapters a day, you can read the Bible through January 1st through October, the end of October, and you'll be done. I've read the Bible through, uh, in my 46 years of being a believer, I've read it through about 38 times, 36, 38 times. And, um, and a lot of that due to the fact that I really enjoyed the Bible. I just love it. Lately, it's just been meditating in the Word and just, uh, you know, reading like a paragraph and, and just munching that out. Meditating means to, to, to chew on it for a while. This is what the Word says. Wow, that means a lot. You know, somebody asked me how I get all of these, um, I want to say revelations, but how do I get all of these thoughts about a scripture? Because well, I meditated on it. I thought about it from all angles. That's one of the great things about my, my mind, my personal mind. When God fixed it, I'm able to see things and think of things in many different ways than just one way. For example, I was in the, I was in the um, store around the milk section and um th this lady and i were standing there were staring at the two percent milk i was going to get whole milk but she was in the way and she was standing by the two percent milk so just being funny i just looked at her and said hmm i wonder what the other 98 percent is made out of and like she kind of looked at me and then she giggled because it was kind of funny and 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 that's what i do see my sarcasm the lord loves my sarcasm because i don't gear it at toward anybody what does God think about you? What do you think about you? He thinks about you all the time. He's got love thoughts toward you all the time. Wow, he's amazing. He loves you. Don't be a prisoner of your own mind. Rule what you think. You're not obligated. You're not obligated to believe everything that goes into your mind. You have to be the filter of your mind. Well, who am I talking about? Close your eyes. Put, just close your eyes for a second. And without a voice, quietly say your name. That guy. That woman, that's the person we're talking to. That's the person that controls your mind. You get to decide what goes in. You get to decide what comes out. Don't be a prisoner to it. Rule what it is. Another thing is I want to share, and somebody shared this on Sunday. It says, 
How you feel is not how you are. How you feel is not how you are. And how you feel is not who you are. How you feel is not who you are. How you feel is not how you are. I remember saying one time to a guy, I go, uh, he said, how you, how you feeling? And I said, I'm a little under the weather. And he goes, what are you doing under it all? I said, under the circumstances. He says, what are you doing under the circumstances? Get over the circumstances. You are, you've been made more than a conqueror. I thought that that was just positive speaking, positive thinking, but actually it's biblical speaking. It's biblical. Romans 8 talks about that. You are, you've been made more than, of, you, in all these things, you overwhelmingly conquer. In Corinthians, he says, you are made more than a conqueror. How you feel is not how you are. Oh, I feel down. Well, that's not how you are. You're, you know, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's what the truth is. And you don't have to stay down. You don't have to. Just change the way you think about that thing. That's what repentance is all about. Repentance has something to do with sin, but a lot of times it has what we, we just have to repent of what's going on in our brains. It's a good word. Yeah, so we're just going to leave it there. I just want to let, you know, remind you of the dog pooping in the yard. You don't have to accept the dog pooping in your yard. You can go get, you can go get the things, uh, the cayenne pepper that will destroy that dog. <laughs> you, you can get the cayenne pepper that will get that dog to poop on somebody else's yard, not your yard. You're responsible. Nobody else is responsible to make you happy. You're responsible for it. Nobody else is responsible for your spirituality. You're responsible for it. Not me. You are. I'm just going to share this and then we're going to stop. And um, when I was in last year, uh, last year about this time, um, I remember uh, I was on the tail end of my second um, I was on the tail end of my second nervous breakdown. And um, actually, I don't know if it was on the tail end or just, you know, it was like, because it was a process. It was a year-long process. I had two nervous breakdowns in a year. And because um, I never took care of the first one, I had to go through it. I went through it again. And um, and I remember it was this time, about this time of year, that um, the Lord brought back to my memory uh, when I was born again back in 1973, um, and I shared this story before, I'm not going to share it all again, but how we had that 93-year-old woman uh, at our Bible study on Saturdays that would just speak life. And that's all she would do, speak the miracles of Azusa Street. She would she would speak life from the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, since it never ends, we get to continue it. And so I was starting to think like, I was starting to think again, and it took a while, but I came out of that depression and came out of that breakdown. And, and it's like God had to do it, but I had to change. I had to repent of how I was thinking and I had to go forward from there. Okay. God, I, I, you know, I got to change the way I think about how I think about myself. 
I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. I am chosen. I am free. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I had to start doing that over and over again. And then finally, I think it was in July. I mean, it took a while to to train my mind. So finally, I remember posting on Facebook um, a picture of Sylvester Stallone in Rocky 1, round 15. His face was all messed up. And that was the scene where he go. He says, cut me, Mick. And I can't see out of my eye, cut me. So, you know, Mick, I don't want to do it. And he goes, cut me, Mick. And so he cuts him so he can see. And... um and and I, I just kind of make mention that that's how my soul felt at that moment. And I finally came to that realization because every day from January through July, I was going through and I was going, soul, how are you today? I'm not really good today. I'm not very good today. Okay, what's the matter? And I never got a full answer about that because I was too impatient to try to find an answer. And it turns out that all of this had to do with what God had called me into and what God wants from me. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's where we're going. So anyway, we're going to stop there, but I just wanted to let you know that God is amazing. He's powerful. He's awesome. And he loves you deeply. And he'll carry you through this thing. How do you change the way you think? By getting into the word, getting into the Bible. Meditate day and night. I recommend that you you meditate like two or three times a day for about five minutes. Just go to the Bible. Start reading. I don't care where you read. You can read anywhere. Starting, you know, I started in the Psalms and I, I got through the first couple verses of, of, and I'm going like, wow. And I started to ask God about that. And now we were having a communication. It wasn't a petition. It wasn't a prayer. It was a communication. That's how you do it. And then you take a day off a week, one day per week. You take off and don't do anything you normally do. I know a lot of people have three jobs. Excuse me. I know a lot of people have three jobs. I had three jobs. It led to my nervous breakdown. You know, I know some people can only work part-time. And so they get two part-time jobs. That is not God's desire for you. God will provide for you. Don't fear. Only believe. Talked about that yesterday. So I want to end with that just to know that those are some ways that you can renew your mind to be transformed. Just get into the word. Find out what he says about you. Find out how he feels about you. And start thinking like Jesus thinks. Because the Bible says that we have, past tense and present tense, we have the mind of Christ. Not we're going to get we have the mind of Christ. Just like it says, by his stripes we are healed, we have the mind of Christ. Anyway, just wanted to end there. 
and just let you guys know that, you know, love you guys so much, and we'll see you again tomorrow.